You're listening to Stealing the Blinds, a weekly poker podcast by students of the game for students of the game. Join Dell and guests in conversations about poker theory and bridging the gap between theory and application. We're all in this together. This week's topic, minding our P's and Q's. All right. So I'm here with Christine and we got a great guest today. One of the things that is great about this guest, I love the energy she brings to poker. I think I introduced you to her, Christine, and get you watching some of her videos and you really liked her energy also. I did. Yes. Loved it. So in a world where poker's gotten really blah lately, where people sit at the table and they take forever to take an action and they're not having fun, this person this person has a lot of fun, and I am so excited to have her. Welcome, Quine Ferre. Thank you so much, Dell and Christine. I'm so happy to be here. Glad to have you here. Yeah. I've been following you basically since the beginning of COVID, and you've had stuff before that. One of the things that made me continue to follow you was that energy. It's just really great. One of the things, reasons I want you on is I want to talk. This is like a teaching podcast. Like Every guest we have teaches us something. And what I want our listeners to learn from you is how to bring that energy and happiness to their lives into the table. Awesome. That's a great question. And like, if you follow my personal Instagram at Quine Foray on Instagram, my title there is a happiness influencer. And I think that what that means to me is that wherever I present myself, whatever room I enter, my intention is to raise the vibration in that room, is to be a bright light shining in that room is to help other people shine their bright lights in that room too. And I think it's all of our jobs to be happiness influencers as well. And that that includes poker, you know? Like you mentioned, I mean, we're, especially tournaments, like we're going to be sitting here for 10 hours, 12 hours, ideally. And like, let's have some fun. Let's be kind to each other. Let's, you know, let's spread some positive energy in this world. Absolutely. I 100% love that. I I wasn't aware of your YouTube channel until Dell introduced me, but I went on and binge watched a whole bunch of it. And as you're talking right now, I, literally, I'm getting goosebumps. Like, I just freaking love it. <laughs> I just love her energy. I love how she presents herself. I think it's amazing. Man or woman, like you're just, it, the energy is sky high. And I really, really appreciate that. Oh, thanks, Christine. <laughs> now you're giving me goosebumps. It's like a goosebump bounce back. Yeah. (laughs) There's two things that stand out to me here is that, first of all, poker is supposed to be a social game and it's supposed to be fun. Right. And life is supposed to be social and it's supposed to be fun. (laughs) You better tell it, it, Dale. You know, we're going to go back to the happiness here, but I want to take and get some information first. And one of the things I want to know is I want to know the the origins of P's and Q's poker. Um, I should have started that in the introduction that you are P's and Q's poker. Yeah. So uh, if you could tell us about that. Yeah, for sure. So in the poker world, I go by Q. That's my nickname. I've been playing poker for a long time. I'm not going to date myself, but it's been a minute. And my origin is in cash. Like I used to work at MySpace and my coworkers and I used to get together on Wednesdays and play this like single table sit and go. And that's kind of how I learned how to play poker because it was nice. All of our friends and they can tell you why they're doing things. And then I was like, this game is so cool. And then I started like actually playing live and casinos. And then at that time, it was before Black Friday as well. So I would play online. I played casinos. 
And I would just love the the social experiment of it all. Obviously, we all love to win, right? So that's a big fun. And I always had this dream. I knew it was going to be the first woman to win the main event. And I would tell all my friends, I'm going to be the first woman to win the main event. And I'm playing for years and years and years. And then, but I'm not playing tournaments, right? And so one of my great friends, Carol, comes up to me in 2019. And she's like, you know that that goal, you're going to win the main event, right? And she's like, I'm like, yeah. She's like, but you don't play tournaments. So how are you going to do that? And I was like, you are very smart lady. You'll make very much sense. She's right. How am I going to do it? And it's such a different mindset, right? Such a different game. So 2019, I said, you know what? I'm going to start this vlog to document my journey of going into the tournament world. All my woes, my triumphs, everything. Everybody's going to be right here with me to experience this. And I'm going to have a catalog of it. And then, you know, along the way, I also go around and I talk to other poker ambassadors, poker celebrities, and I always ask them what their P's and Q's for poker are, which is basically their poker etiquette. And I've gotten some really good ones. I got some good ones from like Joe Hashem and Andrew and Brad, of course, are my boys. So it's one of my favorite things to ask people too. I'm curious what, you know people think. And then people watching learn a lot about it. There's a lot of new players that watch my channel and they're like, oh, I didn't know that, you know, just to know that etiquette, be prepared. Poker's hurting with some etiquette right now. Um, the whole Jack forehand, there's a, there's a lot of lack of etiquette going on. You are right about that, sir. I don't want to really get into the hand itself, but since you mentioned etiquette, uh, yeah, I think First of all, I'm just going to give a, a slight bit of what my opinion on it is. My opinion is there's there's really no evidence and everybody is basing their opinion based on their own thought projections. Right. And there's nothing really wrong with that. I mean, it's not very accurate. It's going to leave you down a lot of bad avenues. But the worst part is when the people do this projection of their own thought process and then vilify somebody without any evidence. And I think that both Garrett and Robbie have both been vilified by different sectors and yeah there there's very poor etiquette going on here there's very bad behavior going on yeah i'm curious as to on that part i'd like you to speak on that part if you want to yeah for sure thank you you know you mentioned it i think both sides are getting vilified and just like drugged through the mud based on what people feel is right or wrong and i'm a big person of like i'm a virgo i'm a much like fact type of person i will I need all of the information in order to make a calculated decision. Now, obviously, everyone's entitled to their opinion. Everyone's entitled to have feelings. But I think it's about respect. And let's respect others. Let's treat people the way we want somebody talking to our mama. Mm -hmm. If you wouldn't say it to your mama, you shouldn't be saying it in public. Say it to yourself. You keep it to yourself. <laughs> you know, my parents always told me, if you don't have something nice to say, don't don't say nothing. Mm hmm. That's my take on it. And until we have further evidence to support one side or the other, I think we should just be observing everything. I have learned since starting this podcast that poker Twitter is a very toxic place. I have to interact there, but I don't like it. Yeah, I actually don't. Honestly, I my Twitter is like, as you can see, it's like nothing. I don't want to engage in that energy. And I found that they're always looking for a villain. We were talking before the podcast, Christine and I were, and Ebony, when she left Joey's podcast, 
Shut uh, up, baby. That's my girl. I love you, mama. <laughs> everybody was like, well, she left the podcast early. It was two plus hours into the podcast. She didn't right. leave it early. You know what I mean? Exactly. It seems like there's anything they can to look for the villain and then magnify any possible wrong, even if it's not like an actual legitimate wrong. Well, I possibly think that might have been wrong. So let's blow that out of proportion and make this person into this this bad human being that it's just not true. And I think that goes to back to the whole where, wh- how does poker win there? You know, I mean, I don't think poker wins right there. Like Dara Kearney just put out a blog about how nobody wins in in the Robbie situation you know the robbie versus gary nobody wins right and nobody wins when we're treating each other this way so what do we do i mean i know that you walk into a room you you try to increase the vibration you try to light up the room you do a pretty good job from what i can tell Thank you. how do we get people to be better people to each other at the poker tables i think i think be the example you want to see you know the more we are that example, the more we can inspire and uplift others to be that same way. Sometimes I'll go in a room and there's people and they're like, they, they're low and they're down and you can see it and you can feel it. Somebody might approach that person with that same energy and meet them where they are. Like, oh, they're, they have an attitude, so I'm going to have an attitude. But how about they have an attitude and you smile at them, you know, or you hug that person. And most of the time, that's what, that's what I do. And by the end of it, they're smiling and they're smiling at someone else. And it's a ripple effect. And so it starts with us. Yeah, I, I can tell there's some truth to that because I'm going to tell you the truth. Um, I, I've been a little low energy today. I told you earlier, I'm not, I'm feeling a little sick. And the moment we, you come on here, I start feeling better and I start smiling. and I start. So, yeah, there's truth to that. And I think that we'll get back the energy that we put out. You know, I wish that I was better at it. I wish I was as good as you were. Um, and uh, maybe I'll learn a little from you. Well, you know, it takes practice. Practice makes perfect, darling. <laughs> so, Christine, I, I feel like I'm monopolizing Queen A here. Do you have anything that you want to ask? When I was watching your uh, vlogs, you had earlier, uh, I think it was uh, episode 18, you had a bunch of ladies come and you were teaching them poker. And I freaking just love that. Yes. <laughs> Are you continuing to do that? And have you have you kept that going or how is that working for you? COVID kind of put a damper on the live trainings. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's, it's great that you bring that up because I do have a lot of ladies in my inbox DMing me like, I want to learn, I want to learn. And I was thinking about reigniting it, but maybe doing it somehow online so that okay. we can be anywhere in the world we want to be. Although, you know, I like pomp and circumstance. I like... <laughs> luxuriousness you know so there won't be any sh- I can't pour champagne for them but and the, the gift is- bags I'm a I'm a huge fan of the gift bag but maybe you know maybe there's a way I can you know we got Amazon and mm-hmm. all the door dashes and all these things so yeah you know thank you for bringing that up no I, I saw it and it's something that I think I would always love to do but Unlike you, I don't have women inboxing me asking how to play. I have a large network of friends and not one of them have ever asked me how to play. (laughs) Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. They kind of like, that's your thing. I'll do my thing. You do your thing. We're still great friends. Right. They're like, we'll just watch you do it. Yeah. But I would, I think it's, I think it was amazing. And I think it's great to try and bring other women in and great way to do it. Thank you. Well, you know, I guess I'll just have to 
enroll you to help me. You know, like <laughs> I would love in that. one of these. I would love for you to be there and be there to inspire the ladies too. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That'd be wonderful. Okay. I will say this, that I do know that that Christine does coach and she's a very good coach. So if people aren't asking her for coaching, they're, they're making a big mistake. So um, <laughs> you know, it's time for you all to start uh, looking up Christine and saying, Hey, teach me how to play poker. Right. That's right. That was one of the things that I wanted to bring up actually about you. Queen a. I, I mean, having watched your watch you play and I, I even watched a little bit of your recent dream down at the lodge. I would say that your play is very sound. Thank you. The thing about that is, that there's an awful lot of there's a lot of vloggers out there that are hard to watch for me because when I watch them it's like that's a mistake stop doing that that's a mistake stop doing that why are you doing that why <laughs> that doesn't that that makes no sense you know your logic here isn't isn't correct it, it's not making any sense <laughs> one of the things I wanted to know because I would think that if I were going to start vlogging. And, you know, at 52, I'm not sure that's something I want to do. But <laughs> if I were going to start, I think that I want to make sure that my reasoning was sound, that I want to make sure that the people watching what I'm putting out there. Now, we all know we can edit stuff. Right. But why would you, you know, if, if you put out bad stuff, if you if you have a bad hand, it's OK. It really is. Say it's a bad hand. Don't say it's mm. a good hand or come up with some bullshit reasoning why it was okay for you to play the hand badly <laughs> right make a mistake yeah does vlogging make you a better player i feel like it's made me a much better player because i have a record of the good things i do and the bad things i do and i can go back and watch them over and over and over again and really like identify some of my holes and then also helps with other people like people come at me all the time like did you notice that you do this and like Mm. is that something you're aware of and it's helpful for me because sometimes I am and sometimes I'm not and I'm like yeah I didn't I didn't really think about it like that having that catalog which is part of why I started the blog and I've seen so much progress I still make a lot of mistakes we all do yeah (laughs) but I'm growing and I definitely see my growth I feel like I'm in a really good place and it feels so good I am curious because I disagreed with you about a hand recently it, one of your recent vlogs, I think it was your latest one, but I'm not sure. You may have put out another one since then. Okay. You called with Ace Nine on the river and called it a mistake. You still think that hand's a mistake? Do you know which one I'm talking about? Which one was that, Dell? Well, your opponent had, uh, I think your opponent had Ace Queen and you took in and called them on the river and you called it a mistake. And I don't think it was a mistake. I think that, uh, I think it was the right call, but. I'm trying to remember. I can't remember that hand. Right. Because I think I think it was a situation where I'm wondering if sometimes that you look at it and your first reaction might be a situation where it's results oriented. But you go back and you look at it and you break it down. It might be something different. And by the way, when I say I disagree with you, that doesn't mean I'm right. I've been meaning to look at the hand and I haven't really looked at it and broke it down. But I think it's a I think it's a close call. Yeah. I don't think it's a big mistake either way. Uh, fold or call, I don't think is a big mistake either way. But I think it's a close call, and I got to break it down. I want, I want to do that. I want us to do that offline, please. Really do. Well, uh, we will. I what I'll do, basically, uh, I will bring it up and I will run it through. I'll run it through uh, Flopzilla, and I'll also run it through. Uh, I'll run it through the solver I got. Okay. Yeah. Let's do. It. I'm. I'm really curious. I'm trying to. 
rack my brain. Obviously, you know, there's a lot of hands, but here's the thing. I'm also not taking ICM into consideration because I am the strict cash player. And, you know, somebody who plays tournament might totally disagree with me. So, but the real point, the real point of that isn't whether or not you're right or wrong. The real point is, is do you sometimes find that you have a whole different opinion once you start breaking down your hand? Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm a Virgo and I'm such a perfectionist. And sometimes I can like be very results oriented and I can be really hard on myself, like really hard on myself. And I'm working on that because obviously perfection is an illusion. It's not even real. And I am perfect. I'm the perfect version of myself right here, right now, growing into another perfect version of myself. But yeah, I definitely have been known to do that to myself in the in the beginning and then go back and kind of really dissect things. And I'm so grateful I have such a really powerhouse poker community of friends and pros who I can talk through things with and really understand like, spots and then obviously running through solvers and stuff to to get that information in hindsight and try to like log it logged it <laughs> i think it's an important point Del, that you're talking about whether she played a hand correctly or incorrectly or how people view vloggers in general i mean that's kind of you're putting yourself out there to be interpreted and sometimes you're being interpreted by players that have no flipping clue what they're talking about and others that are very well knowledge and could help you out but the whole, I think the whole point of the vlog is not to play perfectly because you're never going to do it. It's to acknowledge, okay, I, I screwed up that hand. Okay, move along. How do I learn from it? How do I go from there? You know, yeah. you're never going to have a perfect session, series, whatever it might be. You know, we always can kind of, it just reminds me of when someone sits down and I will say to a friend, okay, seat two solid. And then they'll find the seat two does something strange and they're like, oh, he's terrible. And I'm like, he played one hand kind of unconventionally, or maybe he just had a bad moment. It doesn't mean he's a bad player. Right. Right. <laughs> That's a good point. I love that. Christine. <laughs> you know, we're not all perfect and it's not always going to be that way. I, I find I wanted to ask you about, I think you're really brave to go and start vlogging at, you know. Because uh, it's something that I've thought about, but it's uh, it's really putting yourself out there. And I applaud you for that. It takes courage to do so and to take take the good with the bad, because you're going to have fans and you're going to have uh, people that aren't going to agree with you all the time. You are so right about that. Well done. And I thank you. <laughs> thank you. And I feel really fortunate. Honestly, I feel like if there are like haters out there or whatever, they don't really speak up to me, which is I appreciate them. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I have so much support and like so many positive people and positive comments and people mm -hmm. just encouraging me. And it's, I'm just so grateful. That's amazing. Yeah. It's hard to like be vulnerable sometimes and just like, yeah, <laughs> I'm just going to put it all out here. Like my last yep. episode or the one before last, like I literally cried. I literally cried. Yeah. 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 You did. I want to actually talk about that because like, that's one of the things like, right. Is that you're very real. You're very out there. You're very honest and open. You might say something like I made a mistake here. You know, we've already discussed it, how that's something we appreciate. I really appreciated you coming on there saying, I just spent, you know, 20 minutes crying in the bathroom. I, I busted the main and you know what? I don't care who you are. You know, when something means that much to you, it's going to hurt, yeah. right? It's going to hurt. And I don't think there's anything wrong with crying about it. I think there's something wrong if you carry it on like for days and days and days and it becomes 
who you right. are. Tell us a little more about that experience. Oh, man. Well, as you know, it was my first time playing the main. And I'm going to be playing the main every year now. It was the most incredible experience. And full disclosure, two days, well, the day before that, I wasn't going to play the main. I wasn't playing the main. It was not on my list of things to do. I was going to satellite in and I tried and I didn't. And I was like, I had just busted, I think, the the million dollar bounty in the most terrible way. I'd been cashed it, had so many chips, got coolered. And I was just, oh, sorry. I curse sometimes. See, that's okay. my authentic self. <laughs> <laughs> my original co-host, BJ, has stated that he does not think we want to keep this clean anymore. And I think I'm probably going to change it anyway. Okay. So, so you're Good. okay. <laughs> you're okay. Beep, beep, beep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Mostly I'm going to change it because I don't know how to do the beep. <laughs> See? Look at that. Um, but um, so I busted the millionaire bounty and I'm sitting at Nobu and this guy, I don't even know, comes and talks to me. And by the end of the conversation, he's convincing me I need to be playing the main. And I'm like, you don't even know me, sir. All right, cool. Then he leaves and another guy comes and sits next to me that I do know. I played with him in the bounty at my table and he was like, you're awesome. Are you selling your action for the main? And I was like, I'm not playing the main. He was like, you, yes, you are. You need to be playing the main. You need to be selling your action. I want to buy your action. And I'm like, what? What? Okay, let me <laughs> okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> let me think about it, you know? And then I go to the parking lot. Another guy is talking to me about buying my action. And I'm just like, what is going on? I'm just like, the universe is telling uh -huh. me I need to be playing in the main. So I went on my Instagram. I was like, listen, I'm going to sell some action. Who wants it? Boop, 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 boop. The next day, I'm playing in the main. That's amazing. Yeah. I want to start. I want to be the first voice of the universe for uh, the next WSOP. And I want to say that uh, you and Ebony need to be playing in the tag team uh, tournament together. Oh, my God. I am going to message her right, right now. <laughs> like, girl, let's get it. And when you I win, I want that. you to I want the credit for being the first to say it. You got it, Del. <laughs> Model of Class A Azul for you. I'm a recovering alcoholic, so no. Oh, well, I will drink it in your honor. I'll Thank you. A little liquor for you. I'll come drink it with you. There we go. <laughs> we'll toast to you. Mm-hmm. All right. So one of the things that we talked about when we were getting ready for this is, well, first of all, I found out that you got divorced. I didn't know that. Yeah. And I wanted to talk about relationship with me. The core foundation of my being able to do this podcast, my being able to be a part of the School of Cards community, which I'm a part of, and, and I learn a lot through them, and being able to play poker, that core foundation is my wife. Shout out to your wife. She's a real one. And then there's that base of friends that support me. I know that you have been um, on your Instagram, you know, talking about how you've had a lot go on this last year. And I was yeah. wondering if you could share, one, you know, some of the stuff that's gone on, and two, how you're maintaining this joyful happiness that you're ex exuding. So, Yeah. Oh, man. Last year was rough for me. I was sharing a bit of that on my Quine Foray Instagram. It was the hardest year of my life. I, like, my grandma passed away in March. My mentor, like, passed away really unexpectedly in May on a Monday. And then on that Friday, I got separated from my husband. Oh my. And then like my best friends were just 
fast and it was just like whoa I was so shook you know and like broken I was just in so much despair and for someone like me who's so like joyful I'm not like when I'm down I'm like it's really down I'm really sad and I was just like going around everywhere and I was like I am not okay I am not okay and I really do believe in God the universe spirit source whatever word you want to use for it and I know that God wouldn't give me more than I could handle so that was helpful for me to really ground myself and say okay this will not kill me this I might be broken right now mm-hmm. but I will remit, repair with God's love and God's help. And for me, I have so much love in my life and I just focus on the gratitude and the love and it really helped me ground myself into what's really important, what's happening here and now. I also believe like to follow your soul's joy. And my soul said, go to Mexico, go to Mexico. <laughs> I was like, all right. Thank you, soul. Thank you, soul. <laughs> And I I went to Mexico and I actually went on a spiritual retreat. Oh, lovely. Yeah. It was called the archaeology of the soul. Mm -hmm. And it was all about like going deep within your soul and uncovering things, healing, shedding, letting go, receiving. And I just surrendered to it completely. And walking through my broken steps, knowing that on the other side of this is a stronger, greater me. There's like this philosophy, I don't even know what it's called, but those Japanese vases and they shatter and they mend them together and they're just works of art. You can see the cracks, you can see the gold, the cracks that they weave it and it makes it an even more beautiful vase. Mm. And so I'm a more beautiful vase now. Absolutely. Goosebump lady, you're just giving me the goosebumps. Because oh, <laughs> it's like, it's, it's heart, you know? Yeah. And my, my husband and I, we're still friends. I love him dearly. My poker journey, he was very uncomfortable with it initially, but it was one of those things. I was like, I have to do this. Like, this is very important to me. I love it. And over time, he began to be more supportive, but I still think he was still, it was still hard for him, you know? And he's called me up recently and was like, wow, I see you playing a lot more poker. I see you're so happy and I'm happy for you. That's really great. We've talked a lot about happiness. One of the things that I forgot to mention mm. that uh, both you and I agree on this, happiness is a choice. Choose to yes. be happy or you choose not to be. And that really qualifies for anything. You know, I mean, people are going to say, well, you don't understand my life. Well, no, I don't have to understand your life to know that you can choose happiness. Right. It's not always easy. I'm not going to pretend it's easy. And I'm not going to pretend that I'm very good at it because I'm not, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but I know that it is a choice. How do we apply that? to, I mean, it's, it's a poker podcast. How do we apply that to poker? Yeah. I think that comes into play for me a lot when it comes to like, you know, poker, you can make all the right decisions and they go bad. Mm -hmm. Right. (laughs) And it's like, you can decide in that moment how you want to react to it. Some people get really upset and go on tilt, what we call it. Mm -hmm. It's that observation of recognizing how you're feeling and being able to manage yourself. It's okay to be upset about things. That's normal. But am I going to react to it or am I going to just like reset? So observe what's going on, acknowledge it, and then reset. You don't have to allow it to shift you one way or the other. And acknowledging the fact that this is a game that you're sitting down to play for a good time and you have a passion for and you love it. So why are you going to let one bloody hand ruin your day and or your weekend or your month or whatever it may be? 
you know, exactly. we, we, you know, intellectually understand that we can do everything right and get negative result, but we don't emotionally embrace that. And just being able to say, okay, like you said, you can feel sad, you can feel angry, you can feel slighted, whatever it might be, but acknowledge I have these feelings, but let's put it in perspective, right? And this is exactly, this is not going to ruin my day. And if it's going to ruin your day, then just get up from the table and leave and take a break. Take a yeah. break. Take a break. Now you're getting me goosebumps. You guys changed the name of this show to Goosebumps. Get you. Goosebumps gotcha. It was hard enough for me to change the name to Stealing the Blinds. It, it, it made me sad because the original name was uh, The Blind Stealing the Blinds, and that was BJ's uh, suggestion, and I miss him. <laughs> That's a great, great name, by the way. I absolutely love it. It's interesting. A, a friend of mine, uh, Femi Fashikin, he won the big 50 in 2019. He told me he does this thing where he's like, I give myself five minutes. I give myself five minutes to feel all the feelings. If I need to take a break for five minutes, I'll do that. And then when I come back on to the next, it's done. It's over. Yeah. Move on. Yeah. And, and if you can't move on, just you got to gut up. you like, you got to leave like in cash games. If I, if I, I will, I'll go to the bathroom. I'll go for a walk, whatever. If I can't regroup for whatever reason, say I've got something in the back of my head that's just personal going on, too much of a heavy day for me, then just get up and leave. Yeah. Just it's not worth it. That's a choice. Yeah. Yep. I think that a lot of people make the mistake of thinking that we're not supposed to feel at the table, you know, and that's never what it is. We're supposed to process those feelings and and move on from them. That's right. It's very interesting because I think that a lot of what you're saying today really meshes with what we just had a recent episode with Tommy Angelo. And I think it, it meshes very well. You know, um, he's into meditation and a quick meditation at the table, but he's not having that meditation at the table because he's trying not to feel he's having that meditation at the table to experience that moment and move on from that moment. So I think a lot of it meshes. And I think that when you, when you really listen to the people who are being successful at poker, Yes, there is sound fundamentals that they're applying to the game, but it it goes further than that because it it becomes this emotional discipline they're applying to the game. And we believe here very much that if you get better at poker, you get better at life, you get better at life, you get better at poker. And here's the truth. I agree. You can do everything right at the poker table, like Christine said, and have it go wrong. And you can do everything right in your life in a given situation and have that situation turn out badly. Does that mean you did things wrong? No, it means that you need to pick yourself up, dust yourself off and and start over. Right. It's wonderful to have that philosophy vindicated by watching somebody like you because it's hard for people to do. It's life is not easy and poker's not easy. They're both very complex, complicated things. <sighs> right. For sure. No. Thank you, Del. That's such a compliment. I really appreciate that. So what I really want to know, because like one of the reasons that I invited you on is I can't get enough of your content and you're not putting out enough for me. I'm selfish. (laughs) I'm selfish and I want more content from Queen Anne. So so here's my question. What's the future hold for you? Poker wise and life wise. Okay. Well, poker wise, I'm working on getting you what you want, Del. You want more content? I want to give you more content. Okay. I want to do more content. I mean, that that year off with COVID, I mean, I was so sad not having poker in my life because I, I love live poker. I'm not 
I'm really just getting on to, into online, as you guys can hear, I'm playing a tournament right now in ACR, and I'm just really starting to get back into online because after Black Friday, I just kind of gave it up. And obviously, there's all the stipulations around it. I live in Los Angeles, so limited. But um, I am back. I am back live. I am also back online. I think I'm going to start streaming as well. So that's going to give us a great avenue for a lot more content. And I'm really excited about that. Um, In my life, man, my life is like a fairy tale. I just have so many beautiful things going on. Um, I'm going to be spending a lot more time in Mexico, which is a very special place for me, for my soul. Um, Traveling a lot. I plan on being all over the world at some of the greatest events ever. And ideally, I'm looking to be sponsored in the very near future. So, ooh, good for you. Yeah, (laughs) good things popping. Good, good, good. So, Christine, do you have any questions before? Well, I'm curious about. You said you started out as a cash game player. I'm a primarily a cash game player that dabbles in tournaments. Also, okay. So have you turned the corner? Have you left the cash games? Are you got a sweet spot for the tournaments now? Or are you like both equally? I was playing cash last night. <laughs> I <Right>. busted the <laughs> tournament at the bike and then uh, drove over to Hollywood Park to play cash. I realized looking at my bankroll tracker that I need to start playing cash again more because obviously tournaments mm-hmm. are such a soul sucking bankroll training (laughs) thing (laughs) and the reason I've been able to play the way I have is because of what I've built up in my cash games and I kind of been so focused on tournaments that I've been neglecting cash and I'm at this place where I really got to get a a good balance now that I feel like I have my fundamentals sound in tournaments like Mm -hmm. initially I was having trouble transitioning from one to the other like I'm going into the tournaments like I'm playing cash and and then I'm playing cash like I'm playing tournaments my brain couldn't quite handle it. But now I feel like, all right, I have a solid foundation. So yesterday I played the tournament. I busted, went and played cash, ran it up, came home. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. My my uh, follow-up on that would be uh, the age-old debate. Now, I know it's recent, so you don't have to speculate in this year. Okay. But data poker guy or date not data poker guy? Oh, this is a good question. <laughs> It's interesting because I never have. I've never dated anyone in our community for several reasons. One, I have a profile and I'm really conscious about that. And I want to maintain, you know, my integrity and just, you know, you don't shit where you eat kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So that's a factor. And then two, do you really need two gamblers in the house? You know, (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. But I think that the right person, you know, yeah. or not, you know, you meet the right person, you meet the right person. You, yeah. just, you can't, you can't deny it. Right. You exactly. can do about it. You're, you're, you're all in. You're not going to fight it. <laughs> you're all in. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to out Christine here. Christine does play a poker, does date a poker guy. And, Christine! Uh, uh, yeah. and I want to make it clear that uh, I will not date a poker guy. Okay, you know, good to know. Know thyself, Del. Know thyself. No, uh, Christine, um, how 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 is your experience? Do you have any advice for a lady like? Um, I think it's 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 interesting because I was dating a previously a 
a poker player. And then I left my job to go pro and we both went pro at the same time. And then about a year after we separated and I wasn't sure if that was healthy for our relationship or not. And then a couple of years later, I started dating another one. So (laughs) it's just kind of where you meet people. I don't do a lot of uh, activities outside of the poker room. I'm kind of a homebody when I'm not playing poker. I'm very social, but I just stick to my, my routine. And so meeting people is just at the poker table, you know, It is what it, it is. is. What it is, you know. <laughs> yeah. You like what you like. <laughs> That's right. So, <laughs> so do you have any uh, thing that you'd like to plug before? Uh, well, before we run out of time. <laughs> well, of course, you guys. I'm gonna plug P's and Q's poker vlog. Mm-hmm. If you guys haven't seen it, please check it out. Please subscribe. I love. I respond to all my comments. Mm-hmm. I love my uh, my poker family. And I yesterday I'm playing cash and a guy was like, oh, I watch your channel. Well, you know, it's just so nice. I like to meet (laughs) people in person. So if you do see me, please say hi. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to say this. I'm terrible at maintaining both my Quine Foray Instagram and my P's and Q's Instagram. I'm primarily on my Quine Foray. So if you're an Instagram person, I encourage everyone to find me at Quine Foray. And that's where I share more of my whole life. I'm in the process right now trying to decide if I should just merge the two. But then I feel like for the pure poker people, they might just want the pure poker. Mm. But I'm I'm not even posting enough poker. So I don't know. (laughs) I figure that out. You guys can give me your insight offline. Yeah. So this has been really great. Thank you very much for coming. Um, This is exciting. I I can't tell you, you've made my day. I feel much better now having had you on here. And uh, I'm so excited there's going to be more content. Thank you very much. Thank you both. Thank you, Del and Christine. This has been so You're a joy. Nice. Yeah, I've had goosebumps. I'll yeah. like I feel you guys got me energized. I'm gonna go clean my house. <laughs> and right. I appreciate it. I I'd be I'm so honored, Del. Like we hadn't actually met before and you sent me a message out of the blue. And it means a lot to me that you wanted to have me on here. I'm really honored. I appreciate it. And I love what you guys are doing and the message and the the, the bright, happy energy that you guys are spreading in our community too. So I thank you. Appreciate thank you it. Yeah. Thank you so much. All righty. <laughs> This has been The Blind Stealing the Blinds, a weekly poker podcast for students of the game by students of the game. When you're not stacking your chips, please feel free to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get yours. Recommend the show to your favorite donkey, fish, or whale, and head over to tbstv.com support to show the crew some love. Until next week, stick to the plan, and may all your variants be positive.